Jaws fucks. No man is a cat guy. Certified skeezer. Southern California. Oh, oh, fantastic. AKA the best place to live. I'd do a nice ski pole. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Brian B. Baby B. Saying what's up. Um, thank you for joining us. Episode. 174 of the show, if you can believe that. Uh, Very, very happy to have you in our realm, and I would hope that you would reach out to us if you would like to chat about something you hear on this show. You are welcome to send us an email that we may or may not read. The email address is mailbag, all one word, at theballerlifestyle, also all one word, dot com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Voicemails are hit or miss, you know? Sometimes we get tons. Sometimes we don't get many. Usually they're bad. Sometimes they're kind of funny. Um, you should try that. See what you can do. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. Um, as always, I want you guys to like our iTunes, review our iTunes page, give us a five-star review, do uh, just a small, a short, quick review of the show there. It's my understanding that iTunes, Apple is about to change some functionality. They're changing their um, the way that you track um, engagement via um, on iTunes. So it's it can only help our profile if you leave a review of the show. That's all. That's that's all I need. That's that's a roundabout way of saying it helps us out a lot if you review the show on iTunes. So just do that quickly. Um, like our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. A uh, lot, a lot of interesting stuff happens there. A lot of interesting videos. We share content there that we don't don't necessarily talk about on the show. So it's important that you like our Facebook page if you want to be fully engaged. If you want to be like in it, in this thing that we're doing, go to our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, and like us there. That's it. You can also, one more thing, patreon.com. That's a place where you can contribute to the show financially. You can throw us a couple bones. Very kind of you that do that. And if you want to be one of those people, just go to patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle and make a donation. We would appreciate it. Uh, That's it. It's all all we do here. Um, Joining me now, as always, his name is Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I... You know, we we kind of over the course of the week, you just kind of set aside some stories that sound good, and there were a couple of stories that I thought were good, but they were too quick to really make a full story out of. Yeah. But they're both about just how dumb people are out there. So many dumb people in the world. This is a real stat. Like I, it, I it might have been like Washington Post. Oh, or, this is it, is it, this the chocolate milk one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Seven seven percent of Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows, which works out true. to be 16 million people think that. That just can't be true. That just cannot be true. 
<laughs> and then I was also reading about, you know, the whole uh, the Shakespeare company that has that has the Trump. They, they changed Julius Caesar to Trump and right. people are going crazy. Yeah. And, you know, oh, what, what if they did with Obama? Well, they did in Minnesota. They, they did an Obama version sure. like four years ago. Sure. But anyway, the, the part that's d- I mean, obviously, it's dumb to really give a shit because it's just fictionalized. But the dumb part is apparently random Shakespeare theaters around the country are getting, like, death threats and hate mail. Oh, my God. Like, just just Shakespeare in general. Like, they just, they think if you, if one, you know, one theater in wherever it is, Virginia, is doing this, then, like, all Shakespeare people, and they're sending death threats. If you're sending a death threat, wouldn't you do, like, kind of double-checking? Like, just a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, I would be I would be very serious about my death threats. The only yeah. way I would send a death threat over Shakespeare would be like if you sent me an email and were like, "Hey, I got us two tickets to Shakespeare on Saturday." <laughs> I'm going s- to kill you. Yeah, then I would send you a death threat. And be like, "I if you show me up things, with I shall kill you. Yes. <laughs> you will die on Saturday if you show up with those tickets." That's that's when a death threat over Shakespeare yeah. is warranted. I read Julius Caesar in whatever freshman year high school. Like we we got it. Like hey, two brute, I get it. The, the best part about Shakespeare was like freshman or sophomore year, and we got to see the Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet. They show and we some got to titty. See Juliet's show tits. Some, yeah, so that yeah. was a great moment in high school English. They're like, oh, titty. And it was like you know uh, Romeo and Juliet are like. 13 or 14 in the right. story. And the actress, I think, was like 14 or 15 in that Zeffirelli's, uh, that Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. And they show her titty. And they show, it was freshman year, and they showed her titty right there in my honors English it was ample, from what I yeah. remember. Oh, but yeah, then again, nice. like, like, you know, the, uh, a, a strong win was, was, was exciting me at that age. So there's anything. With there's really not a bad time. There's I'll never like get super bummed if a titty shows on something. Like I don't like I am. And I'm not even pretending that I'm not. I am that base. Like that is that is the level upon which I exist. Like if I see a nice round nude bottom or a big beautiful set or even a small set of beautiful breasts, I will look at it. As a matter of fact. Our very own, she'll join us later, Fancy Sauce, has really been pushing me to watch this Handmaid's Tale with her. And I'm like, ah, and she's already watched a bunch of it. And I'm like, I don't know, it might not be for me. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, I am kind of into that Elizabeth Moss. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, she's in it. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, does she show some titty? And she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. And I'm like, oh, well, I might want to watch that then. We might have to, to watch the Handmaid's Tale. I, I like her as an actress, but yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not feeling it there. Well, she's okay. Like it's uh, and, you know she's not in my top hundred, but right. I like her. Yeah, I'm not I'm turning any any gratuitous no. yes. action down. Sure. Um, I uh, but the one thing is, like you said, that 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 Juliet in that one, she was way underage. Yeah. Like if I were to see Endless. that movie now, it would be weird. Very. Yeah, but when you, you know, are it's like, the it age. was exci- it was exciting when you're that age. Yeah. But that would be weird if like that popped up on cable. Yes, like I because I think I would probably be like, oh, are we close to that scene? Are they in bed? But then now I'm looking at child pornography. That's not it's, good. yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I do, and my kids anytime they show, of course now in schools they only show the most like 
sanitized, pristine, least offensive possible things they can show. And yet my kids still have to bring home a permission slip. Dad, they're going to show Sing on Friday. Can you sign? I'm like, why would I need to? Are you serious? Yeah, of course you can watch Sing. Like, who's, I want to know. No, no, no. I don't, I don't like when the pig sings or mix a lot. I I imagine that there are some Jehovah's Witnesses out there in the world that do raise a stink over such matters, but it's just so weird that this is the world we live in. By the way, and because I only, because I know I'm going to get tweets about this and I'm sensitive. It's very, it's not very hot, but it's, it's beginning to warm up at the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. So I'm, I have the studio windows open so you may hear like some birds some passing trucks stuff like that it's cannot be avoided it's very warm in the end i can't have forced air because then that would really sound like shit so if you hear yeah we're suffering for our art here yes because i'm doing i'm doing the same thing i have to turn off the ac down here yes i'm in a duplex and the downstairs has its own like separate right ac yeah the the top the top floor is all central air the, the downstairs, it makes some noise, and uh, I have to turn it off. Otherwise, it's it's very noisy. Heroic. Heroic. It's it's it feels like Vietnam. Oh yeah. It, it, like these days, it's like ninety five percent humidity. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's starting to warm up here. It's not like it's like eighty here, which isn't too bad. But I feel if I don't like preface this, but even stuff I do preface, I still get called out on. For instance, last week. See, oftentimes when we start the show. Ed and I, we, you know, we don't see each other. We don't chat other than when we're doing the show. I mean, we text, but we don't talk, talk. So before the show, we'll have a conversation before we record. Hey, what's up? What have you been doing? And so he and I were in the middle of a conversation last week about, we just happened to be talking about another podcast. And I, and I thought to myself, Hey, this is kind of interesting. I bet people would like to hear us talk about this. Yeah, just a little sneak peek yes into what's going on right so people like behind the scenes stuff so then so i just left that in the show but then i got stuff like did you realize that your show starts in the middle of a conversation like yes i do realize that and then i acknowledged it on the fucking show i i started in the middle of a conversation and then i said hey i'm just gonna start here welcome to the show like i i'm telling you that i acknowledge it so it's just a thing so if you hear if you hear some birds that's uh that's just the outside ambiance. Oh, that's um, right. I, I do have a request. It, you reminded me Uh-oh. of something. Yeah. I appreciate any contributions to the show whatsoever. Oh, um, oh no! Oh no! Tag. You're over being tagged. <laughs> I <laughs> and on Twitter. I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> on Twitter. You know, when somebody sends me a link and stuff, it's fine. Like, right. I, I, I love that. I can react to it. Right. Or if it's Facebook, all you have to do is put the person's name in the comment under the article or something you yes. want to do. Yes, yes. I have a handful of people. And I, I accept all friend requests. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I don't, I don't post, you know, kindergarten or whatever, those kind of pictures. So, like, fine. Right. You know, you, you fr- want to see you what I'm Friend them all, Ed. Friend them all. Okay, but I do have like Facebook friendships with like my friend's mom and my aunt and stuff like that, my my family. And I am getting tagged left and right in like, you know, 
articles like, hey, this teacher fucked this student. No yes, big deal, that right? Is a lot like, of that. That is, there's a yeah, lot. Like, somebody tagged me in, like, a picture of dog shit this weekend. I don't oh, know what's going that. on. Yeah. But, like, I don't, you know, it's fine. You want to, you know, send me jokes and stuff? That's fine. But, like, every time I have to quickly just be like, all right, I'm untagging myself. Like, I don't, it's, it's fine, but, like, I know it's great. It's great. You know, no, I don't, I don't no, want to be, I, yeah. if I have to keep removing the tag, I have to remove the friendship. It's, I just, yeah, I, I understand. Like, Cause one of those pictures, my friend's mom reacted I, to it. And it's yeah. like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want that to be like the next time I see her, like, Oh, you got some racy stuff on your Facebook page. Like, you know, I, I, I try to choose my content when somebody tags you. It's as if you posted that yourself. It is kind. Of, it is kind of weird that I've officially reached the age where I don't understand technology because I don't like if somebody posts to my timeline, I have it set up where I can just where I have to approve it so it doesn't appear on my timeline. But when somebody tags you in something for some reason, people you that you're friends with can see that even if they're not friends with both people, which is kind of weird. And then people will interject in conversations and it's, you're right. I mean, there is a thing. I don't care. Like anybody can tag me in anything. doesn't really matter to me, but the, it is kind of weird when it's you have, when you know people in real life and, but then some people you don't really know in real life and they'll just jump in and be like, Hey, and you're like, yeah. wait, is this, I don't know if this is okay or I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but I don't, I don't care. Like anybody yeah, I've can tag had, me. Yeah, I've had people care. also like you know take shots at my brother-in-law and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's I, I just, not cool. You know, yeah, that, no, like, that's it's not just, cool. It's just one of those things yes. that it's like, I, you know, I for me the the main thing is I put the only the things I put on my page are the things I want to show out there. Yes, and when somebody tags me, what they find funny is now going to be what I find funny. Yeah, and I, I, I get that's it. the part I don't like. Right? Yeah, you're, then you're associated with it. Um, right. I'm okay with it. Uh, a lot of people. There's certain people that like to tag me in um, birds killing other animals, and I sort of enjoy those. So, well, so you yeah, I would that. be okay being tagged in that, right? But uh, yes, yeah. Um, it's just I know this isn't breaking news because it, by the time you hear this, it'll be we're recording this the day before this goes online. But Dwight Howard has been traded. Did you know that, Ed? Where Where is he now? He's a, and Hawks? He just goes, yeah, he's a he's a hawk, which is like, he's from Atlanta, so you figure that, that he would right. eventually I saw him play in high school, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast. He was an Atlanta kid. He's a physical specimen. He's been traded to Charlotte, which seems like the perfect place for him to be. And also, is, I don't, I honestly don't know this, is the Charlotte team, do, do they continue to be called the Bobcats, or are they the Hornets again? Uh, they're back to the Hornets, right. but we we established the Bobcats were named the Bobcats because their owner's name was Bob. Right. Awful, horrible, horrible, <laughs> the worst, the worst. Uh, so breaking news to, to people that will be listening to this tomorrow. In case you don't like get any news between now and then, you'll just have heard it from me. Uh, one more thing, I fin. I've, did you watch the season of Better Call Saul? I'm I'm way behind. So yeah. I was- I- I was behind. I caught somehow. I caught up, and then the last episode was last night. The last episode of the season. Yeah, the show is so fucking good. It just, I, it just can't get over. Like the the writing's really good. The pace is really good. The 
just all the beats are fucking rad. The the like concurrent stories running side by side are so good, and just the way it's shot, the angles, the lighting, like everything about it is just so fucking good. I'm so impressed with that show, and it's one of those shows where it's kind of like The Sopranos, where like something something will happen, and then they won't re- they might go a whole seasons season before they reference it again. So it's yeah, that's kinda, that's smart. Yeah, it's rad. And so it's it's kind of like you're just like peeking in on this world. And so like the season ended last night and I'm like not re- like I'm I'm I want to see what's happening with those people. I feel like I, you know, I'm going to miss them. Kind of gay. Uh but anyway, good show, <laughs> Better Call Saul. You can yeah, it's watching good. that. Catch up on it. And I like uh and another show I'm behind on, but I like Fargo for the same reason that like they've taken the tone of the movie and each season is kind of different. So good. But like the but they've they don't copy the movie. So like good. it's 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 hard no. to to do that to have the tone, but not like go to the same jokes and stuff. Fargo and Fargo's an anthology where it's the seasons are all different. So each season, it's a, it it's in the same right. realm, it's in the same area, and there actually is some sort of crossover between characters. But it's different periods in time in the same. But you area. don't need one season. You don't. Like, right. There might be a tiny reference, but right. overall, you don't need one season to understand the other. But it's it's pushing itself into the realm of quite possibly the best show that's ever been on TV. It's not. It's, it's not it's the. It's not the best show yet because it's only done three seasons. But it's so fucking good and amazing. And the first season was so good. You're like, well, they're not going to be able to do that again. And then season two was probably better. And you're like, how the fuck did they do that? And now season three, that's the one I'm way behind on. I've only watched the first two episodes. But you got Ewan McGregor, a fucking Scotsman, playing this Midwestern, this Minnesotan. Two Minnesota twins. Twin brothers. I mean, it's just crazy. The performances, the the characters, the acting, unbelievable. Great, great show. Fargo. Any more? Do we need to recommend anything else? No, we're doing great yeah, though. We've we really it. we're really telling good. you how to live your life. Let's right. um let's um here let's check in on some voicemails. All right. Let's do. Chill. The Baller Podcast up on my phone. I turn it on and I feel like I'm home. The humor coming from Ed and Brian is smoking. But then I think my earbuds are broken. Checking on my phone or something's wrong. I wonder who when it turns out down. I don't think it's what they were supposed to do. Because Troy and Blu-ray's coming through. I haven't been playing enough of our musical beds lately. And that's that one's underrated. So I thought I'd drop it in there. <laughs> Email. Greetings. Please pass along my thanks to Ed for his book, and more importantly, please thank him for his very inspirational message that he hand-wrote on the inside front cover, which also contained his autograph. Yeah, it, you know what You know yeah. what the message was there? What was it? I, I went deep. I went with Casey Kasem's words of encouragement to end each show. Remember? No. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Oh my god! You know he made like a hundred million dollars doing that, right? Like, yes. He just he just, he in, just introduced twenty songs every week, and they played it on a million radio stations, and just sent him hundred thousand dollar checks. It's crazy. I hi- highly recommend going on YouTube and listening oh, to Richard and Sal from Howard Stern um, cut up his countdown talk oh and do and call calls. Call, yeah. 
call the Chinese restaurant, and they're like, number two. And they're like, okay, you want <laughs> pork for rice? And so he's like, funny. number seven, number six, number five. And they're like getting the order, and they're like, wait, wait, repeat it? And he's like, number five, number six. Like, it's, it's awesome. So it's good. really good. Those guys Just so type funny. in Richard and Sal, Casey Kasem, Classic. Uh, it will be truly, it will be a truly cherished item in my house. It will sit beside my Hank Aaron and Brett Favre autographed items, the only autographs, autographed items I ever got and actually kept. Lastly, I am not entirely sure this is a good thing, but my oldest kid, age 23, is now hooked on the Baller Lifestyle podcast and has turned some of his millennial friends onto the podcast as well. Since I also have some younger kids, I have a question. At what age would you permit your kids to listen to the Baller Lifestyle podcast, assuming you can control anything they listen to? A very stupid assumption, I might add. Have a great week. Peace. That is from KMAC Tex. Ed, that is a great question. I would say zero is probably the age that they could start. I don't, I don't see why not. Just put it in the crib. Uh, for for everyone else, I'd say, yeah, put it in the crib. Yeah. And we, where we have soothing voices. The kids will get nice rests. Yes. It's great. For my own kids, I'm guessing they're never going to listen to this. No. They're not interested because in this content. when they get old enough to handle the content – the content is like hearing about dad masturbating to his high school Spanish teacher. Oh, like it's not, true. it's that's not going to work ever. We we had that email last week from Adam Ansel asking if it was okay to ask for anal on Father's Day. That, <laughs> that's a that's a tough father son. That can't be that Although, can't be blamed on you and I. That's a listener. That's a listener that came right, up with that. That's right, that's we wouldn't say that. Adam made it came up with the haymaker there. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, K Mac. I would say like zero or maybe one. Just put it in the crib. They won't really understand what's going on, but there'll be a list. Also, if you could get them their own device where they could download it separately, have their own iTunes account, and then maybe they could mash with their little paw out a, a, a iTunes review, that would be helpful well, yeah, to the show. Having them master the mouse. Would actually help with their um, dexterity, their fine dexterity. motor skills. Yeah, the fine motor skills. Right. So, yeah, maybe uh, teach them different logins. Yeah, my kid's twelve, and he watches people play video games on YouTube like exclusively. <laughs> yes, and I don't, and that's all him and any of his friends watch. And so, I don't think like they're gonna be tuning into what we do anytime soon. <laughs> Um, speaking of people, we need to, oh, also big trade rumor. Oh, Ed, I want this so much. I want this so much. The Knicks right now. No. They have a transcendent, a generational talent on their roster. And of course I'm talking about Kristaps Porzingis. He's seven, <laughs> he's seven feet three. I don't, I don't even think he's like, he's like 20 or 21. He's very young. 21. 21. He has not like mastered the game yet. No, no. And he's got this big body that he's still growing into. Like he's, he's seven or eight years away from his peak. And he's got the attitude. He's got the right, like great mindset. Yes. Great dude. Like doesn't take himself too seriously. Like jokes around, like happy to be here. Not a diva. Like 
everything and he's playing in New York. He could be the fucking but embr- biggest star. embraces New York City. Yes. He like, doesn't shy, shy away from it. Everything about the guy is perfect and rumors broke today via Adrian Wojnarowski that uh that Phil Jackson, Phil. the genius Phil Jackson, the guy who's such a great coach that his primary skill as a coach was one, having really good players, and two, sometimes giving them a book. <laughs> yeah. Here's Moby Dick. He's, now, Shaq, can you go rebound and dunk? Exactly. He is so smart, Ed, that he's entertaining trade offers for Kristaps Porzingis. And I want, a, not for you as a Knicks fan, but for me as an Ed Daly fan, as a fan of Ed Daly's pain, I oh. desperately, desperately, desperately want <laughs> Phil Jackson to trade Kristaps Porzingis for something terrible. I want this so badly. I have a, a buddy in who's in France right now who's a big Knicks fan, and he and I were texting, and like it's just you know I had to break the news to him in Europe. I was like, this is this is Phil just trying to just twist the knife yeah. in our hearts now. Yeah. This is he's the fucking worst, yes. and he like still thinks the triangle oh, yeah. is is the reason why those championships, yeah. why he has those rings. He still thinks it, yeah. and the, like you the know, triangle is just in- basketball. Like pass it to a guy and then cut to the basket. That's a, there's a triangle. I've, I've explained right. it to you. You throw it over to him and then you run towards the hoop. That's it. That's the that's the that's the whole theory. That's just called basketball. Except it's old basketball right. because it's slow half court. In theory, in theory, in the triangle, you don't need a good point guard. Except in the NBA, yeah. you do need a good point guard. And in the triangle, you work for an open shot, which isn't necessarily a three point shot. You work work for the highest percentage shot. And these days you want to fucking shoot for the most. It turns out there's one shot that's worth 50% more than the other shots. So <laughs> you want to get the most guys that are good at those. And some guys can make them so often that it doesn't ever make sense for them to take one from inside the line. You take them from outside the line because you get more points for those. Yeah. And it only took, uh, you know, NBA minds like Three decades to figure out that the three is a valuable shot. This I was listening to Bill Simmons has this guy who's like a basketball gambler, and he's like, "Well, I can't remember the guy's name, and so, but I don't want to take credit for this." He was talking about how Phil Jackson was saying when the Lakers won titles, he he said like in a press conference, "We don't want to shoot anymore. Uh, we're we're trying to avoid shooting threes from the corner because those turn into long rebounds." And fast breaks for the other team. And so this guy's like, well, that's, well, maybe I've got some ins. That's interesting. So he checked it out completely false. Like, never, like, was, could not have been more wrong that actually the corner three pointers led, yeah, led to the fewest fast breaks the other way. And he, it's the closest three pointer. Yes. They they were much closer than the top of the game. Right. And they were more often, they more often led to offensive rebounds and putbacks than the the opposite, which is what Phil Jackson said. So Bill Jackson is on the punch on sight list. For yeah. sure. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Uh, okay, but speaking speaking of Christoph Porzingis, he's he's from some like Baltic. Is he Latvia? Like, Latvia. Latvia. I get see. I get Latvia and Lithuania confused. Right. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to struggle with this pronunciation, but Gedvidis Vinoskis, the president of the Lithuanian professional basketball team BC Lightvos Ridas. What a what a catchy name! Yes, really. Uh, like that's better than the Bobcats. Do you think they're you think they're they're 
owner is called Light Veritas. Like they're he's called Lightfoes, <laughs> so the team's called the Light Veritas. <laughs> My name's Lightfoes, so we're gonna be the Lightfoes Veritas. Um, well, he had some thoughts, and so uh, let me just just go right to the quote. I love it when people have thoughts. We've always had a stance that there shouldn't be more than two black players on the team. What happened was that Coach Thomas Pasisas likes to play with black players to control them, to teach them, to tutor them. And we ended up with four players that are black. All of a sudden, they came together to form, how should I put it, a sort of gang. It cannot be that way. No more than two black players. I can say that for my 23 years of experience in the business. Teams don't ever have more than two black players. Then in parentheses, smiles, because that's when bad things start to take place. Now, predictably, Vinoskis caught some flack over the court and issued an apology. <laughs> the principal position of BC Latuvos Ritas is that a basketball player, first of all, is a professional. Unfortunately, a few of our foreigners did not meet expectations of the club. During the playoffs, they acted irresponsibly and had a great negative impact on our team's performance. In my interview, I expressed my disappointment about some of the foreign players selected for the season. I apologize if I was improperly understood. Wow. Now, Brian, is Lithuania the Boston of Europe? Seriously, well, I think Russia. I think Russia is sort of the boss. Like all of the former Soviet Union is just a little more racist. Like you're not allowed to be gay over there still. Like you really just don't want to. If you're if you're a professional basketball player and but you're not good enough to play in the NBA, there are a lot of leagues all over the world that are probably happy to have black players around I mean, so i yeah. would i would avoid like go to turkey or israel greece, greece you know like italy that spain lots of places to play and also this guy i don't know if this this lithuanian guy did he fall from the phil jackson coaching tree because he seems to have a lot of his same unfounded um, theories about what makes a good team. I, I don't think that there's really ever been a study that would prove that having the fewest black players actually makes you the best team. You know who was the last guy to have that theory? Adolf Rupp in like 1966. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty much you know just blown up at that point. It's I love when people do racism and they don't realize they're doing racism. Like they're just they're just saying it. Like this is just what I think, and who would think anything weird about what I'm saying? Because these are just normal thoughts I'm having about having too many black players makes them into a gang. Like what? Like that's great. And it, and it reminded me of old Jimmy the Greek. The black. You see, the black is the superior the blacks. athlete. The blacks. The blacks are a superior athlete. Here, I think. I think. I think. I have the sound from. Uh, from YouTube, let's see. WRC TV was asking questions about Martin Luther King's birthday and the progress blacks have made in society. Oh, no. Their CBS sports commentator, Jimmy the Greek Snyder, gave his impressions of blacks and coaching in the National Football League. I do like that you could, that you're in the 80s, your name could just be your, your first name and then your ethnicity. 
Agreed. To add, that add that tells average. you that you you play cards, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You like, <laughs> right? You fancy a gamble? You can find him at the sports book. I get. Okay, here we go. Right. His answers could raise as much controversy as the statements by mm-hmm. former Dodgers executive Al Campanis last April on ABC's Nightline news program. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to have to equalize it for the blacks. The blacks. For the Greeks, the Jews, and for everybody. I mean, let's make it equal for everybody. I like that they hit him at dinner. So he's probably like three or four Cuddy Sarks deep at least. Like, just totally unfair to old Jimmy the Greek here. And uh, is it equal? What about in sports? Well, they've got everything. If if they take over coaching like everybody wants them to, there's not going to be anything left for the white people. I mean, all the players are black. I mean, the only thing that the whites control is the coaching jobs. Now, I'm not being derogatory about it, but that's that's no, the black. I'm not being racist. Look out! Here comes something very racist. Here comes the beautiful. It's great. It's out there. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the only thing left for the whites is a, a couple coaching jobs. Yeah, maybe we need to get more black coaches. <laughs> oh, it's all right with me. Okay, well, I'm sure that they'll take over that pretty soon, too. WRC was uh, a- old Jimmy the Greek. He was the best. Uh, yeah, Ed. Racism he, alive and well. Yeah. Didn't he also make... Wasn't there another soundbite with the, the b- extra bone in the ankle? Yeah. Like, I think... I, th- I think he also did that. I think there was, but I I feel like that wasn't the one that got him fired. I feel like that was just like <laughs> accepted. Oh, Jimmy the Greek, he's probably an yeah. anatomist. He he understands. Greek. There are a lot of smart Greeks. He <laughs> must he must know something. Yes, he knows about the extra bone. <laughs> how about how about when he he tried to like backtrack a little bit when he goes, yeah, we got to like you know figure it out for the blacks, and then he's talking about like in sports, and then he goes. Or the Greeks or the Jews? Like, no, no, no. Yes. Right. <laughs> Two of those three groups really don't represent, you know, aside from, like, Nick Markakis in be- baseball. Right. Sean Green. And, like, Sean Green and Nick Markakis. Man, <laughs> yeah. eh, pretty much that's about it. That's all. Hank Greenberg. Yeah, uh, totally. Well, at least, I mean, that was so long ago. They were talking about Al Campanis and Jimmy the Greek. At least... That was so long in the past that we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the, these days, media people n- know better and they're not they're not saying racist stuff like they used to, right? Well, it's funny you mention that because yeah? this past week, the Supreme Court heard the case of a, an Asian-American rock band from Oregon called The Slants and whether yeah. that potentially offensive term could be trademarked. And then a oh, they're, caller, well, they're talking. They're probably named after that old um, Dodge engine, the Slant Six, right? They're just like car yeah, reference, right? Maybe, maybe. Well, I'm not getting no? that vibe. Oh, huh. So, uh, New York Sports Talk Radio, a caller brought the case up with uh, the New York St- Sports Talk bloviator Mike Francesa and asked how this would relate to the Washington Redskins. And his response was, "Well, just about as shitty as his sports hot takes." Well, the feeling is that it's going to be the same answer to the same question. The only other debate that they were talking about themselves. They were all Oriental Americans who were part of a rock group, rock band. (laughs) I don't know what kind of rock band. They were some kind of musical band from Oregon. And they could not trademark the name Slant, even though they were a group of young uh, Oriental Americans. And that was the case that went to the Supreme Court, and they feel that it has bearing on the Redskins. Now, later in the show, his producer informed him that Oriental American might be offensive. Francesa was incredulous. 
You're telling me it's considered a slight if you call someone an Oriental American? Francesa said. What's the proper term now? Since I want to get it proper, since Oriental American is now considered a slight. Oh, my God. What would not be a slight? When told Asian American by his producer, Francesa exploded, Oh, Asian American. So let's make that an Asian American band. You telling me the word Oriental American is a slight? If they would like me to say Asian Americans, all power to it. Then I'll say Asian American. Whatever makes people happy. Has it gotten to the point that that would be considered a slight? Oh, boy. Now, Brian, has anyone used the term Oriental since the 1960s cartoon The Amazing Chan Clan? Yeah, it's, it's like, so old-timey. Like, this Francesa is, like, relatively old, but, like, in his 60s probably, right? Like, right. He's, he's not, like, old, old that he would think, you know, he's not greatest generation old he's baby boomer no. old and the, the, no. and they know they know it's asian everybody knows it's asian everyone it's not like a hard thing right. and asian is such a blanket statement you're you're covering a huge group of people get them all you're, you're doing that it's so easy and he still is like oriental like even hong kong fooey would be like hey you know that that seems a little bit racist do you even the or, or the or the Asian the Japanese guy that they that they found on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, and, was. everything was so racist back then that they wouldn't even hire an actual Asian person. They would just get a white guy from Central Casting, and they would yeah. be like, "Hey, you're playing an Asian guy," and then they would give him some buck teeth. Yeah, I was gonna say fit him with some giant choppers. Yeah, and they 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 did the same. With anybody that played a Native American, they would just take some swarthy Italian guys and paint them red. And they'd be like, you're a fucking Indian today. You're an Indian in this movie. It's crazy. I want you to, you want to, let's play a game here. The game is, guess Mike Francesa's salary. What what do you think he makes a year in one year of time? What do you think, Mike? How do you know? I know you don't listen. What's he do? Like a four or five hour show every day? He does like, I think he does like the afternoon drive time show and like, for a little while after college, I had a job where I had to drive to. Right. And so I would sometimes put it on, and all this guy did was carry water for the New York Yankees. Like, right. it, it and could the, be And the Christmas. Jets. Is he a Jets guy, too? He was a Parcells guy. Oh, so right. wherever Parcells right. was, and then he would, like, insult anyone that questioned Parcells on anything. But, like, he would, it would be December 14th, and... All you know, playoff races heating up in football, and it would just be Yankee talk. talk Could be the NCAA tournament, Final Four, Yankees for spring training. Doesn't matter. That's when he was paired up with the old Mad Dog. Yeah, Mike and Mad Dog. Well, let's take a guess. It. I don't know what Mad Dog makes, but I, I, I have a good idea. I've looked it up here. What Mike Francesa makes one year, one year of work. What do you think he makes? I mean, how much could he possibly make? It's it's like. AM radio. I, and this I, is this is just a salary. He probably reads tons of like one eight hundred mattress commercials and whatnot, and he probably gets five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars every single time he reads one of those fifteen second spots. So think of, and he does that a few times a day. But that's not added in. Three quarters of a million. I don't. I don't know. What can he possibly make? Three quarters of a million dollars. That is a good guess. If you meant to multiply that figure by like five. Oh my God. Because he makes $4 million a year. 
Jesus four, Christ. Followed by six six zeros, four million dollars a year. And that's not and that doesn't count the ten grand he gets on a Saturday to go out to a car dealership for an hour and shake people's hands. Yeah. Smoke like thirty cigarettes yeah. and then shake two hands and and, and he's there. and he's still and he's lives in New York and he's on the radio in the biggest media market in the world and he still thinks it's okay to call Asian people oriental. No, he's he's angry when someone pointed it out. Yeah, and then, yeah, he's really annoyed. And then he says Oriental like five more times, as <laughs> even though he's been told it's racist to say as much. That's yeah. pretty good. Okay, what else is going on? Okay, well, there's no question this is this is the biggest story of the week. Ex New York Giants quarterback Joe Pisarczyk, who became a, the CEO of the NFL Alumni Association, is being sued for alleg- allegedly sexually harassing three female employees. Now, he's best known for being the guy who fumbled away a game in 1978, which was deemed the miracle in Meadowlands. Don't pull a Pisarczyk. Don't. Yeah. Uh, let's not have another Pisarczyk. Yeah. This is why they take knees at the end of the games. Right. Because, like, he took the snap and was trying to hand it off and, like, just dropped it. It yep. was, you know. Uh, so anyway, now he's probably known for something else. Three women who worked under Pisarczyk at the NFL uh, uh, Association he, say he constantly subjected them to intense sexual harassment, including butt smacks, lewd comments, and unwanted advances. The women say Pisarczyk ruined a Christmas lunch when he started regaling the women about, sexy, uh, about a sex story involving Joe Namath. The women claim Pisarczyk told the group... He and Namath picked up two ladies one evening and got happy endings, which oh the God. women understood to mean the men were giving hand jobs or blow jobs. Yes. Pisarczyk allegedly then told the plaintiffs about how many women he and Joe banged together when they lived together right. in Florida back in the day, yeah. and even bragged about nailing Joe's girlfriend one night when the quarterback passed out. But here's the big bombshell. Ron Jaworski is also mentioned in the Hold lawsuit on. because Stop it. Stop. I can't take this. Okay, go on. He's also on the board of directors. The women say Pasarczyk would also brag about how many girls Ron banged too. Now, Brian, on a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you that to learn that Jaws fucks? <laughs> I just... this Ron Jaworski, he just loves to fuck. Like, I thought... I thought he exclusively. He's so excited. He's so excited for game tape. tape. Uh, yeah, he brags about how much tape he watches. He watches like ten in season, preseason. He's watching tape like ten hours a day. So I can only imagine while Nevea is on her knees in front of him, he's on some leather couch with the remote, and he's got he's got the all twenty two going going on the TV where he's like, see that Nevea. Brady saw the mic stunt in the A-gap and immediately checked down to the tight end. Oh! <laughs> like, he's, you know how people like to combine their fantasies? Like, he's, yeah. he's got them both going on. He's got, like, three video monitors over yes. the bed. Like, you know, like, instead of mirrors and stuff, he's got, he's got video monitors. Hey, yeah. last week, Mike McCarthy did a good job establishing the run with Eddie Lacy. That opened up the play-action pass for Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of opening up, how about you let me go back door while I'm down there? <laughs> the success of the play-action took some of the burden off that defense. Would you be a dove and finger my asshole? Do you think, do you think his Tinder profile are like, I like to combine my passions, pussy and the all-22. <laughs> 
Travis Kelsey's the X Factor in this game. Uh, how about uh, you, you spank my hairy ass? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I thought I would go the entire rest of my life without ever thinking about Ron Jaws Jaworski engaged in coitus. <laughs> Just the way he carries himself, he's so excited about football, there's no way you would think he has sex. No. <laughs> oh, yes. He doesn't have you time. Having sex, you, if you were having sex, you wouldn't be that excited about Tom Brady uh, picking up the safety blitz. And, and there's something about this Pisarchek guy bragging that him, right. him and uh, Namath were like tagging in in the same room. And it's like... Like everybody's had that college situation where you're sharing a room or, you know, it's everybody's had that moment where it just worked out that you, you and your buddy both had a chick in the same room at the same time, but nobody's like bragging about it. Like, Hey, me and guess what me and Tommy did last night. You know, it's like, you kind of like, just keep that low. Like, yeah, I saw, I glanced over and saw your ass in the air. It wasn't cool. Like, That's I for try- you and Tommy. Right, I try, I try to look away, but he's like bragging that him and Joe, Joe Namath were like slapping fives while they were both getting blown by strippers. <laughs> but cool, it's a weird Pissar thing chick. to talk to people who work for you and be like, hey, can you believe the hand jobs I used to get with my old buddy? Like, what? <laughs> yes. Right. It's a weird conversation to have. Yeah, just any kind of like sexual reference in, in the workplace is just not cool, especially when it involves Ron Jaworski. Jaws. Jaws. Unbelievable. Check out that safety blitz. Oh, work my shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Ed, you know, I like to, I like to go in the summertime with my betrothed, my my betrothed has roots in Indonesia. Yeah. And we like to go visit. We went last summer. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it over this summer. It's still in discussion. We like to go to Bali. Beautiful there, right? And it's very beautiful. It's very, like, westernized. You know, you don't have to really worry about anything when you go there. You don't have to, you know, it's not like... um, scary it's not like a scary third world place it's a modernized third world place so imagine my horror when i read that this headline unsuspecting tourists in bali are eating dog meat that they've been told is chicken satay oh, no. <laughs> according to a new <laughs> report apparently some aussie journalists went undercover in Bali and did like a four-month investigation to discover that some of these like street vendors that were doing these chicken satay sticks that are very popular there, very delicious by the way, it's a good, it's like a stick with a piece of chicken on it. Oh yeah, that is delicious. Sweet sauce, it's delicious. Well, it turns out, and I assume this happens in some of the seedier areas, not like the upscale spots where I hang out that they're at, that it's not actually chicken that they're serving but dog meat 
Some of the canine skewers served on the Indonesian island are poisoned from the cyanide used to kill the puppies, and those are the dogs that aren't just bludgeoned or hung from trees to die, Australia's ABC reports. <laughs> Quote, aside from the cruelty, the greatest shock was to discover that tourists are unwittingly eating dog meat and fueling the trade. The average tourist coming to Bali has no idea that RW on the outside of popular street food stalls indicates dog meat. Ed, this is this is kind of shocking, but again, I'm sure this only happens in, in areas that I don't go to. But it made me wonder, Ed, considering that pretty much every animal is made of meat, why is it that dogs and horses get a pass while cows and pigs are fair game? Like, I, what's I don't the big know. deal? Like, you, you eat a pig, you eat a I, chicken. I, I, I agree with all that. Yeah. But I'd be kind of bummed out if I ate a dog. Me too. I don't even, I'm not even a dog guy. Like, I mean, I, they're way better than cats, but I'm, of like, I'm course. not a big pet. I'm not a big pet guy in general. Well, nobody's a cat guy, Ed. No man is a cat guy. I agree. But I'm just, I'm trying to clarify that I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not a dog guy. But at the same time, I'm way more of a dog guy than a cat guy. Still, I wouldn't want to eat a dog. No, no, I don't. I don't think I would either. I mean, when I'm... I was in Thailand, like yeah. late one night, bang, all banged up, yeah. I ate scorpion. But I'm fairly confident with scorpion on a stick because it looked right, like it's hard, scorpion. It's hard to mistake. Like yeah, it's you, not like they not would really... shape shape the dog into a scorpion shape. Right. That that would be that would be very difficult. But Probably yeah, be easier just to catch some scorpions. Right, that's the street meat I've done over in Asia. But uh, that's, in, that's a tough. That's a tough one. I have um, previously recommended the Morgan Spurlock documentary for Netflix. Yes, rats. <laughs> yes, and in case you couldn't glean from the title, it's about rats and all sorts of different stories about rats and like what they are and how they live and how they're impossible to get rid of and how there's so fucking many of them and they're everywhere and they're fucking gross. But they're what the, the last part of the movie or one of the last parts of the movie, they, they really build it up. They show like this guy who it's his job to go catch all these rats like out wild in the fields. This is in Vietnam. He catches them out in these fields and he and he throws them in a, alive he throws them into a um into like this bamboo cage and eventually he fills it up and then he takes it to another guy and this guy gives them like 50 cents each or something and there is a lot of rats and actually everybody's bringing this guy their bamboo cages full of rats and then this guy throws it on the back of his little tuk-tuk and d- drives on down to town or some other town somewhere. I think he sells them to another guy, but eventually one guy sells them to a woman that owns a restaurant. And she takes all these live rats and she drowns them in a bucket. And then she takes them out of the bucket and she like skins them real quick, gets all the little rat meat off and puts them in a pan, sautés them up. She makes a nice little rat noodle thing and people come from all over to eat her delicious rat meat mm. at this place in Vietnam. It's I, I would recommend it. You should really, really 
check out this movie. It's called. You keep Rats. talking about it, and each time you talk about it, it seems like more disgusting. Than it's I horrible. It's horrible. You know how you are are snake phobic. Yes. And I and I think we've determined on the show. I don't really mind snakes. I think I don't That's mind. I don't mind snakes because they eat rats, and rats are something I am terrified of. So was this a long-winded way for you to just once again talk about how much you love snakes? No, I mean I didn't know. It, it did. Come, it did come back to that. That does seem to happen quite often on the show. But uh, I'm just saying, rats are gross. Another thing, while we're on the topic of animal death, did you see that Matador got gored yes. to death in that bullfight in France this week? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch. No. I don't want to watch any anything die. I don't like seeing my food die. No. Like I don't. No. I don't want to see anything die. No. But what a bullshit sport that is. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Well, also, Ed, he was he was felled when he tripped on his own yeah. cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty bad move having a ca- extra long cape. Yeah, you go in. You know, you go in there and you're all gussied up in your lavender pant, your la- lavender knickers with the pulled up socks and the Just a man's the, man, the ballet shoes with the palms on the back and the Mickey Mouse hat, and you got your fucking two toned cape out there, and you're like, look at me, look at my cape, and then you're like, watch me dodge this bull, and you're like, oh fuck my cape. And then you're fucking on the ground, and a 1,500-pound Brahma bull is fucking goring you to death through the goddamn yeah. lung. If I've got a fucking giant bull trying to kill me... Yeah, I'm not wearing a cape. I'm not wearing goddamn, you know, no. slippers from right. a 1940s movie. No. What are those things? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> Terrible. I, don't know. I mean, I, I want, like, the best latest in technology sneakers so I can just have the best traction be out of there. Totally, totally agree. Also, this guy, this guy, and it's one of those things that there's not really anybody that um, dies that gets less sympathy than a bullfighter. Like every, I haven't heard anybody go, "Oh, it sucks for that guy." Yeah. Everybody's like, "Yeah, awesome!" Like, right? Because you're fighting an animal that's yeah. half half right. in the grave already. Yes, you 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 kill the fuck out of bulls like for no reason. I, I, I get it that it's like. You know, it's an old tradition, but there's lots of fucking old traditions that we don't do anymore because they're stupid. And killing bulls while people watch, while you dance around and kill them with spears, that's pretty fucking stupid in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I will recommend. Oh. There was a good movie with Pierce Brosnan called The Matador. Oh, was he like an art thief or something? With, no, no, no. That was Thomas Crack. Oh. Uh, he, uh, Pierce Brosnan was an assassin and Greg Kinnear's in Mexico City on a... Seen it. Seen it. Good-ass movie. Really good movie. I must have immediately, um, jumped to the Thomas Crown Affair because that's the one where, um, Rene Russo gets her big titties out. Yeah, and that was the, oh, that was a good movie, too. Yeah, that is a good movie. But The Matador, very good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. another... Tragic passing. <laughs> the first person to ever survive the leap into Niagara Falls without protection in 2003 has died. And you're probably thinking, well, as a while ago, he probably had a heart attack or cancer, some other natural cause, car accident, opiate overdose. But no, Ed. 
He kicked off after attempting the plunge yet again, this time with the protection of an inflatable ball. Police found the body of 53-year-old Kirk Jones floating in the Niagara River two weeks ago after trying the stunt in a 10-foot inflatable ball. Authorities say Jones took the 180-foot plunge. That's a pretty long journey. Like, you'd have some time to think about what's going to happen to you. 180 feet? That's 18 stories. (laughs) That's, uh, like, halfway down. You're like, yeah, you know what? I'm an idea. I probably shouldn't have done this, but I'm sure I'll make it. It's like like that movie, The Bridge, where they interview the people that survived Uh, the jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, and all of them are like, as soon as I stepped off, you know what? I thought, fuck, life's not that bad. I didn't need to do this. Every single one of them were like, I didn't need to do that. Why'd I do that? Oh, this was stupid. And they all had, and they all had a long time to think like the way they, they tell the story. It's like, yeah, I I had lots of time to think as I was vomiting. You're floating. Well, Ed, this guy jumped on April 19th, Mm -hmm. but his body wasn't discovered until June 2nd. So, you know, whoever had to deal with what was left of this guy or what he'd become. Not good. Not good. Like, that's that's some serious PTSD. Uh, police said Jones, and you knew there would be a connection at some point, who had been living in Spring Hill, Florida, was in the area on April 19th, and he may have been attempting a stent, stunt by going over in a large inflatable ball. The ball was, in fact, found in the rapids that same day. But again, the body took a couple weeks to find. Ed, I need to know, what is the bigger tragedy here? The tragic and senseless loss of life of a misunderstood daredevil? Or that before he died, this person may have passed his genetic material on to future generations before I could get him with my sterilization laser? <laughs> it's amazing for in so many, reasons, so many ways because, first of all, he cheated death already like once you do that wouldn't you just check that off your list like i like i I should have died i survived something i should have died from also he's from somewhere in florida they've never heard of spring hill florida it sounds i'm just gonna guess that's the redneck riviera area which means he's cheating death every day does he need to do something else like he he is blessed that he's lived that long and yet he still wanted to do a stupid stunt. And it's the same thing as like sword swallower and all oh. the, like these dumb things. It's like, yes, you're doing something that really doesn't benefit anybody. Um, yeah. Like what's assume that you survive. Like you didn't get a TV contract to do it. Like I saw one of those Walendas. Oh, they did a special or something like a year or two ago. Yeah. The one Walenda. It's the living will end up because I'm pretty sure they all died at some point, like in the 70s or 80s. But there's one that's alive, and he fucking walked across that Niagara Falls on a tightrope. Yeah. Which is, I can't watch. Like, my balls suck up into my body. Yeah, I, when I, I see can't shit watch like it. that. <clears throat> I'm just not into it. I don't want to see him. And I know there's a seven second delay. I don't care. Not into it. But then I saw this week that his wife, she got flown out there on a helicopter above Niagara Falls and she climbed out and they had like this big ring hanging from the helicopter and then she like 
got in the ring. She's like sitting, sitting in the ring. And then she's like hanging from the ring. And then she like put something in her mouth and like bit down and was like, hanging from the ring. And just hung out there for like a couple minutes. Just hanging by her teeth. And I'm sure it was sponsored. I'm sure there was some money involved. But still, like what's, like, how, how, how is that your thing? Like, well, how is, like, what, what's, what's the benefit there? Like, how much yeah, money what, does it take? And what, like, who's paying for it? Right. Like, who gives a shit about this stuff? Yeah. Because like, somebody's got to bankroll that. Right. Like, I mean, helicopters aren't cheap. Like all of it. Like somebody's got to pay for that lifestyle. Yeah, some some skeevy promoter. But like, what could what promotion? It's terrible. I don't know. I th- I feel like the walk across was on like Discovery Channel or something. But who's watching that? I remember only knowing about it because of social media. But no way was I going to watch that. Like it just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't totally. I'm not it, cheering for to to watch him die. But if he does it, it's just like. Well, that was a really stupid thing to do. You're lucky you're alive. It it really it makes my actual balls suck yeah. up inside of my actual body. Like I cannot I right can't there with you. Yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. Speaking speaking of TV ratings, mm-hmm. I saw that Megan Kelly's Alex Jones interview. <laughs> Alex Jones, who I don't know if you've seen the guy, but if you haven't seen a picture of him. Take a look at that picture and then go and then ask yourself this question. How old is this person that I'm looking at? Because you're and then your answer is probably going to be. Your answer will never be right. south well, of 60. Well, yeah, you'd be like, I don't know, 71, 68. Like he could be in his late 50s, but he's lived real hard. And so he looks older. Well, he claims to be 43. And that would have been my first question when I was interviewing him. I'd be like, how do you expect people to believe anything you say when you're telling people you're 43 years old? Because you're clearly at least... 68 what's going on with that right but, that sandy sandy hook truther stuff that's awful yeah. but that's still got to be the second question right. well it's and they really hyped it up like it was all week long they're like oh my god like this is should she do it like is it is this right to give this guy a platform and you know me i don't like i that whole like milo yiannopoulos and Ann Coulter, where they're like, don't let him speak. I'm like, fucking let him speak. They say stupid shit. Like, let him get out there and talk. That's how you fucking expose people. You let them say the stupid shit they say. So but apparently go he, got like, he got like tens of thousands of more Twitter followers after this. Exactly. And so, but so they were going to put this guy, Alex Jones, on TV, and it was like a big deal. A lot of people arguing. He's like, she misrepresented what I said. I have the documents and all this shit. And it, so then they aired it. I didn't even realize they aired it until I saw it the next day. They aired it, but it was defeated handily in the ratings by a rerun of 60 Minutes and a rerun of America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, despite <laughs> all despite all his millions of InfoWars followers and fucking kooks that are into him and then all the NBC publicity that they tried to drum up, like, should they do it? Should they not? They fucking still couldn't get anybody to watch it, so... That's it. Like, just let let these dumb shits talk, and and they will expose themselves. And all the the consternation over her and her credibility, like her fucking credibility. I remember there was a clip like a year or two ago where she was like angrily defending that Santa Claus was white, like it yes. was like a, a right. thing. 
Yes. yes. Like, no, I know for a yes. fact Santa yes. is white. It's like, what? I'm pretty sure, I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure Fox does like a, like Christmas time is every year is all about there being a war on Christmas. Like there's like, people don't want you to celebrate Christmas. Like people are anti-Christmas and I've never encountered any of those people. I'm sure there's some people that exist that are anti-Christmas, but they make it like there's this fucking massive conspiracy against Christmas. And I, yeah, so like I there's assume, 200 million Ebenezer Scrooges out there. Right. Like, <laughs> I assume that the, that Santa being white is falls into their, the war on Christmas uh, line of thinking. Okay, Ed. Yeah. It is time. It is nearly time. Let me just hold on. I think last week I didn't have music. This week I do. We've discussed all the nonsense news. It's only at the end of the show when we get to the part where we talk about the real news, celebrity news, gossip, Jennifer Lopez. I saw Jennifer Lopez was on a fucking boat in the in the in the Mediterranean, south of France. You, this, you this know week. why? You know why you know that? Why? Because she told you. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. But she was. She hasn't been anywhere without telling somebody where she's going to be. She was out there with her perfect ass and her hot body and just being so fucking hot. And there was that Alex Rodriguez. And he's just smiling. He's like the cat that ate the canary because he's like, yeah, I'm fucking Jennifer Lopez on this boat tonight. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's that's the thing I'm doing. I'm Alex Rodriguez. I'm rich as fuck. And I'm banging Jennifer Lopez tonight. By far his greatest score. Oh, by by far. far. Absolutely. Uh, joining us now is our pop culture correspondent. She's the one that shares these kinds of stories with us. Of course, I am talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Hey, it's a big responsibility bringing you guys the and all our listeners the, the news. Um, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Bringing us the, the real news. It's a big responsibility right. bringing you guys and all our listeners that's, the real news. That's right. I need... Week to week. I... Uh, I Did I hear you forgot my playing music last week? Well, no. Remember last week there was a can conundrum? Oh, that's right. And I didn't have the can conundrum sound, but I, I added it in post because I'm basically a sound engineer. Yes, you are. At this point. Uh, Kate. Oh, wait. Quickly. Let's do an email. We have an email for Kate. Yeah. Wait. One thing I just want to add yes. that I caught like a minute of uh, Michelle watching The Bachelor. I am a fan of that Bachelor or Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. I'm a Rachel. fan of that chick. She's yeah, hot. Rachel. <laughs> The problem is, I don't. I can't watch. The, she could use bangs though. She's I, got a big forehead. She kind of does. I. Um, she is pretty though. She's yeah, and she's a lawyer. And she's got her shit together. But what I can't. What kind of lawyer can just take that kind of time off? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question. She uh, seems pretty smart. I I think they shoot the whole thing in like three weeks. Okay. Like you could knock so, it out. That's the weirdest thing off. ever to go on that show. But I where last night I had a show on, and then the show ended. And it was like a DVR thing, and so then I delete the show, and then it, and then what was on TV at the moment was The Bachelor, and it, it was a bunch of guys sitting around, and they're like, one guy's like, I just, I never met a woman with such poise and class, and I just can't help, but I feel like I am falling funny. in love with her, and I just want to be with her every minute. Brian was and, like, what is going on? And Dudes I'm, don't talk like that to, to another each other. Dude? He's, yes. he's saying it to a group of dudes. There's like seven what? dudes sitting around. And the other dudes are like, oh, 
the way she carries herself. <laughs> she is just the picture of class. She's like a princess. And She's I just, wife material, yeah, yo. I want to just carry her on a over the threshold and be married to her. And I'm like, can you imagine if a buddy said that? Yeah, it's and awful. I was, I'm like, I'm like, Kate. Like this is why I can't watch the show. There's no there. I cannot picture a scenario where a situation like this would occur because this is not how men talk to each other. This is not a conversation amongst men. This isn't there's what a, we do. It was pretty you know weird. There's a uh, there's a slur that we're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah. Yes. But Oriental if, it starts with if, a G. No, it begins with an F. If like your buddy oh. said that, yeah, you'd be <laughs> you'd be real tempted to use it. That's the that's the only that's the only way you ever used it because that that's, of course it's I one of the main reasons in, uh, I can't watch The Bachelorette anymore yeah, because yeah. I can't deal with sitting around listening to a bunch of dudes talk like that and, and act w- like that. When it's The Bachelor, it's funny because it's chicks and the chicks are all they're all real self conscious inside and they're all, and the dude is just like a total just normal dude like he's never like an especially interesting or funny guy he's he's handsome but that's all he's got going for him and so when the chicks are like getting all into it you're like why how do you guys not see this but then when you see the guys do it it's just like so pathetic and forced and sad i'm I'm not into the bachelorette (laughs) i am into bachelor in paradise though which is coming i have some bachelor in paradise oh do you can we start with that sure okay let's let's talk about bachelor in paradise i understand it may have been saved. Ed, do you remember last week when we discussed? Yeah, there was like a, a, a rape accusation. Yes, yes. There was something There was something afoot. Yes, but Warner Brothers has concluded that there was no improper or there was no misconduct. After an investigation. Yes, so they have, yeah. shooting has, thank God, resumed for Batch in Paradise. Oh, thank God. It must be but, cool for our parents. We did a thorough investigation, and we just concluded your daughter's a whore. Yeah, your your daughter was just really <laughs> fucked up, and she was into it. She was After lonely. careful <laughs> consideration, yes. we we determined she's a trollop. We tested her dampness. Trollop. And she was Such a good word. No she was that. in fact sufficiently moist for us to know that she was interested in the sexual conduct she was partaking she's in. A certified skeezer. <laughs> um, not. Over, according what? to Corinne Olympios so, and her team, her lawyer, Marty Singer. Oh, he's big time. Who will be taking yeah. this all the way to the bank. Marty Singer's like the go-to divorce guy in L.A. So we'll see what happens, but Warner Brothers has decided the, that they don't think anything improper went down, yeah, and they're taking their they're chances. They're going to take their chances. So, but the thing is, is that the only reason or the main reason I was tuning in was to watch Corinne. Like she's like a, a it really does suck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's, I gotta I gotta agree. Yeah. I, she makes it interesting. I just realized that she won't be on yeah, after now she's, that. No, she's not gonna be there. I doubt they're gonna air. I bet you they'll just reset. Because if if this is gonna be litigated, I don't think yeah, they're they really can't, gonna they show. They can't show they can't show anything that no, could no. expose well, them. There's no. they're still claiming it's going to air this summer, right. so we'll see what happens. But it'll be like the Ravens and the Danielle. It'll be later M. in the summer. Like Danielle M. It'll be everybody except her. They'll replace her and um Demario with I'm somebody. Not, I'm not into the whole man card thing, but if you are into Danielle M, you should probably have yours revoked. Which one was that? She's the real she, morose. She muscular? One. 
And she, no, she's real skinny. Oh, yeah, with she's the real thin skinny. Lips. She never smiles. And she's just like, hey, man, yeah, my boyfriend killed himself with heroin. What? It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm really into Nick. Can't you tell? Because I'm nice. I, rem- I remember her now that you're, you're doing that yeah, impression. Well, I, the thing is, is it, it's not me. It's the Thorzine. I get the producer shoot me up with Thorzine <laughs> prior to every scene. So this is, I just, I would be more animated, but I just, it's the Thorzine. I hope Warner Brothers doesn't sue us now. Oh, yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope they do to get us some promotion. <laughs> that would be the, gonna the take? best promotion for the show. Yeah, I don't have anything that they can have. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? All right. Um, the actor Miles Teller. Are you guys familiar with Miles yeah, Teller? Yeah, Whiplash. He's Whiplash really is a good, good movie. He's, he's one really of our drums. He's one of our um, best kind of. But his drum talents. teacher like so good. gets to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, he's so good in that movie. He's Schillinger. Really yeah. You know what else is good at? But yeah. can you imagine like one day somebody throws a symbol at your head and you're like, yeah, I'm going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, well, it's Schillinger. It's might- not the only school in the country. I'm getting the fuck out of here. If I don't continue to play the drums, Schillinger might mortar me into a wall. Did he alive. punch him in the face? He like slapped him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was he, a good he, movie. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. So um, you know what else he's good at? Miles Teller. Getting Really fucking drunk. Oh, interesting. So he was in San Diego this weekend, and he was uh, arrested for drunk and disorderly. You gotta be. Well, I think what happened was he was wasted. The cops said you can sleep it off in one of the San Diego have free like detox centers run by oh really volunteers where you can sleep it off rather yeah. than. That's cool. Um, That's a pretty nice deal. Yeah, yeah. California. So the, the, cop, the cops took him to a detox center, but he was super uncooperative, uh, wasted. Yeah. That's what drunk people do. Um, but you know what's th- weird is like, I mean, maybe you're going to get into this, but if you get that shit faced, like you don't have anybody with you. Yeah, where's your buddies? He went to see. He claims he was seeing his friend who was about to be deployed. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming to Afghanistan somewhere. Syria. I mean, we deploy people we're, all over the world. I mean, we're, we're, we're involved in a whole lot of left, fighting. right, and center. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they don't even tell us anymore. Yeah. So who knows? Um, anyway, so he was uh, he when he was uncooperative at the detox center. He was then arrested and transported to a local jail where he was booked. He did get on Twitter and try to say that he wasn't charged with anything, but um, looks like he was. Uh, I saw a headline where he tried to say he was overserved. Don't fucking, you're the guy ordering the drinks, asshole. You're doing the shots. Um, what a little bitch. Don't blame it on the yeah, person that gave down. you the booze I'm not you asked that either. So. I, one time, I one time had to give a deposition. Oh, no. Um, I worked at a bar, and this drunk dude left the bar and got in a car accident that really fucked him up. And I was the He's- one who had him thrown out of the bar. And so, nice. like, they had to, like, confirm what happened, like, whether he was overserved. And it was, I, I don't, you know, I just said pretty much I only saw him when he was shit-faced. I didn't see him get served. But, like, it's, I, I feel like that's a weird excuse. Like, the bar is responsible. Like, yeah. I don't know. You're responsible, right? Right. Like, how? I don't feel like there's any recourse against someone overserving you. Right. As a citizen. Like, there's nothing you can do. I was the fucking busboy, so I wasn't sweating it out. Right? Yeah. Like, you can't be charged as yeah, a bartender. No, yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. It is? It's just hard to prove. Yeah. I would I would think after the fact it would be very hard to prove. Yeah. 
Uh, what else, Kate? I have some, I have some. Shout out to Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. He's Sleep handsome. Like, You're a good actor, guy. though. Yeah, he's a very good very actor. Very good looking, too. Yeah. Respect. But yeah. seriously? Seriously. Um. Okay. Baller lifestyle celeb favorite, Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Johnny Depp making a difference, huh? <laughs> um, apparently, he's in some financial trouble. Which is amazing to me because those Pirates of the Caribbean movies and all the backhand points, et cetera, must make him so much money. No, we've talked about this. He spends like $3 million <laughs> a month on wine or something. It's like a ridiculous, he has ridiculous So some leaked expenses. emails um, between his management company um, he, and himself came he owns, from. He has nine condos for sale in the same building. So he's trying to, I guess he's trying to sue his um, management company for mismanaging yeah. his finances. But so they've leaked some of the emails just to, to prove that they've been trying to rein him in for many years. Yeah. And in those emails um, was a brilliant exchange where he talked about how he said, regarding the plane situation, I don't have all that many options at the moment. A commercial flight with paparazzis in tow would be a fucking nightmare of monumental proportions. I mean, the, the paparazzi don't get on the plane with you. So, um, Jay Depps is, and then he said, um, this must have been, I'm not sure what year this was. It was a while ago. Know that I'll be starting the tourist, which will be 20 oh, mil. Oh. I will then go virtually straight into Pirates 4 for 35 mil. Wow. And then Plus in turn the to Dark Shadows for another 20 mil. That's oh, a lot of money in a year. The tourist in Dark Shadows were massive, massive bombs. I, I, I I've never even that. heard of Dark Shadows, but I know the tourist a- was a massive bomb. Well, Dark- and pr- pr- prior to this was the Rum Diaries. Yeah. Or did that come after? Oof. Also a huge flop. Yeah. He's, all, he's never had a hit other than his Pirates movies that I can remember. But he gets paid a lot of money. A lot of money. Which is so dumb. 20 million bucks. Imagine. Wow. Doing three jobs in a year where you net at least seventy-five million, or you gross at least seventy-five million dollars, and not and having money problems. Well, and you still I, dress I blame, like that. I blame oh, management. Is Johnny? Is that? Yeah. Was it your? It was your manager's fault. Yes. So weird uh, how he just calls you know, in. Yeah. They they have unrealistic expectations for me. I bought a uh, fourteen million dollar armoire that used to belong to Milton Berle. And they uh, somehow had a problem with that. Unbelievable. Shocking. So so I'm going to make uh, as many Pirates of the Caribbean movies as possible and uh, possibly star in some remakes. Uh, I was thinking I could be in a new version of Annie. Uh, I could play Short short Round Uh in uh, a new version of of that Indiana Jones movie. Good idea. No Time for Love, Dr. Jones. Wow! Fantastic plans. What about what about Twenty One Jump Street? The movie Twenty One Plus Twenty One Years Later. Oh, sick! Yeah. You see, uh, Richard Grieco and I have been spitballing a few ideas. I bet you yeah. have. But uh, we're we're still getting a holdout from Harry Aoki. Uh, so we, we're going to have to put the band back together. <laughs> yes! Wow, that would be fantastic. It really, I would see that. What is there? Is there any concern? Has your management asked you at all, Johnny? We know you spend something like forty thousand bucks a month on wine, but where where have you drawn the line where you said I cannot just tighten? I cannot tighten my belt 
is it in fact on belts? Because you seem to wear six or seven belts at once. Is that the one expense, the one extravagance that you uh, have to maintain? Well, can you imagine my dismay if the paparazzi found me with anything less than a half dozen belts? Yes, it would be it's so embarrassing. It would be the situation would be right. untenable. And you can't fly with that many belts because you no. you would have to take them all yes. off going yeah. and through you know, security. security. You know, airport security really gives me some some guff with uh, with the diamond studded uh, belts. Yes. So uh, and you have I would to take appreciate... off your stack of bracelets yeah. too before Rainbow you go bracelets. through. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much why I have to have my own jet because uh, I, I can't get I can't it. deal I get with it. That. Yeah. Well, also, also the payload. You probably have a number of valises, trunks, and other uh, luggage just to carry your scarves. You ha- you're known to wear seventy, mm-hmm. maybe eighty scarves at a time, and you you don't day to day. You don't obviously don't wear the same. And a lot scarves. of hats too. Yes. A lot of fedoras yep. that have hats. to be in special hat yep. boxes. It's understandable. You you can't be as mysterious looking as I am with. Only 15,000 hats. You need upwards of 75,000 hats. That's right. That's right. That's why you are. That's you why you get the can't, big Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. have that homeless three musketeers look. I imagine. Well, I, I learned uh, my, my, uh, my mustache growing skills were honed when I was working on the, the set of Crybaby for John Waters. And he told me the wispier, the better. And so. Uh, oh, yeah. I, John Waters I, loves a wispy. I pay a, uh, a personal groomer uh, $74,000 a day so they can um, really cut my uh, wispy mustache in such a way to creep everyone out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Johnny. Thank you for joining us, Thank Johnny. you. I hope you Thanks can sort out your money Thanks. situation. And I really hope your band, The Hollywood Vampires, oh, makes another with Alice Cooper. Um, appearance. Is that, is that for real? He has a Hollywood vampire oh, please, go, please Google it. Yeah, it's, Al, it's him. <laughs> so good. And he's a guitar player with Alice Cooper as the singer, I think. And yeah. uh, uh-huh. Joe, Joe Perry from oh, Aerosmith. Hold on. Now I need to know the whole band. Can you imagine somebody paying money to see that? No, no, no I couldn't. Hollywood <laughs> vampires. What a sick name, by the way. It really is. Um, okay, official, they're kind of dangerous. Official website. Oh yeah, it's so it's just it, just the three of yeah, them. Yeah, it must I think. be like Spinal Tap with the drummer. The drummer's just whoever because it's Joe Perry and Johnny Depp and. Alice Cooper, I don't know who plays bass. So the bass player, the whole rhythm section is well, a mystery. Well, they made their debut appearance, I, I guess, in like 2015. Yeah. Um, and the three core members were accompanied by Duff McKagan and Matt Sorum. Oh. And then Tommy former, Henriksen and Bruce Whitkin also. Wow, former Guns N' Roses yes. players. Yes, oh, so um, pretty sick. All around. I see Johnny here. Johnny's got a scarf, but it's tied around his head. Here. I just want to um, read the rest of this email to his manager, Joel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He yes, says, let's get back to that. Mm-hmm. He says, um, what else can I do? Everything has three question marks after yeah. it, by the way. Oh, no. What it's a- one of those. That's and bad. he doesn't capitalize anything either. Is he even an assistant? What else can I do? You want me to sell some art? I will. You want me to sell something else? Sure. What? The boat is going to be chartered at New Year's, and Sony will then charter it for the tourist shoot in Venice. Other than that, I got bikes, cars, property, books, paintings, and some semblance of a soul left. Where would you like me to start? Like, how does he have that stuff but no cash? Yeah, yeah anyway. 
What, like, what do you think this this all happened? Like, do you think he was this kind of disaster during no. Edward Scissorhands, no. or it's like when you start making yeah. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean money? Yeah, it, no, I think it's sort of in between. It's just when you get detached so far from real life when the when the money isn't real. It's so much money that it's just when somebody's like, "Hey." You want to get an island for fifty million dollars? You're, you're not like, handling yes, your own money either. How so you're do I not have an island. You're very disconnected from yes the whole um, buying for things, paying for things, and seeing that money no longer in your bank account. Yeah, totally shocking. It's crazy. Okay. Oh, hold on. I didn't. We haven't. Let's do. Let's interrupt briefly. Let's do a quick email here. Okay. I, I forgot we had an email for Kate. Email my friend Jeff who is 40 and single, hangs with his mom all the time. (laughs) We were talking about Kevin Durant having a little bit too close of a relationship with his mom last week. They go to movies together and on vacation. Super fucking weird. And it's just his mom. His parents divorced in high school and his only sibling lives out of town. I like how he names him Jeff. Jeff. Ed and uh, this guy's just got... Bullet points here. Ed and anyone else who doesn't shower before bed is disgusting. If you're a normal person, you've probably shit during the day and know your crack isn't completely clean after you wipe, even if you use a wet wipe. This especially applies to men because of our hairy asses. Gross. Ed, if you work out, I hope you shower after that. What? Of course. Uh, There's somebody else that we have to talk about. Does he shower immediately afterward? Because he doesn't. What? That's who? Me? You. Well, you I wa- talk about how you yes, work out at true. lunch. That's true. And I was. Then don't shower till night. I was. That is true. But I'm not doing that anymore because I don't have. I don't. I go to a different gym now, so I do shower after the gym. But I do. I shower. I usually go to the gym in the afternoon, and then I shower at night, like a normal person. It's normal to take a shower before you get into bed. Get all clean. Well, it depends clean on the time of clean. year for me. I will uh-huh. always shower in the morning, but I would say sometimes you do both. I, well, if I had to guess, I'd say I probably take about. 450 showers a year. Like there, there are oh, wow. a lot of, a lot of days where I'll do, uh, you know, two showers, uh, two shower day. Did you peacocking? Oh, I actually shower. took two showers today. Oh, did you, you did a gym shower and then a morning shower. No, I worked in the garden and oh. in the garage and it's very hot here yes. in Southern California. Uh-huh. Oh, fantastic. AKA heard, the best place like, to live. Yeah. But, um, I was, it's all dirty and sweaty, yeah. so I took a shower. Yes. And then I just took another one. Right. I heard it's like a trillion degrees in Phoenix. It's, like, the, yeah. the airports don't even work. Yeah, um, 120 degrees. All the planes are grounded. Yeah, it's too hot. Too hot for planes to fly. Hey, but global warming is not a real uh, thing. Uh, okay, so let's finish this email. Okay. For fancy, Brian, you saying get up in those guts reminds me of a guy I worked <laughs> yeah, with using so this gross. line about performing oral sex on a girl while it she's on her gross. cycle. Do not oh say God. that. <laughs> Keep a plug in and I'll stay high. Wayne, of course this pissed her off. So he went for it as she was leaving. He said, when you going to, when you going to let me get up in them guts? Oh man. Also, a good podcast is S Town. That's from Wayne. Excellent email, Wayne. I'm just, no, I don't like period jokes. Uh, okay, Kate. 
What else? I'm still recovering. Wow. I didn't need a minute. What you- I will. I will agree. I don't even, that what is S-Town, even? S town was pretty good. Was there a yeah, S town was pretty good? Yeah. Was there a question? <laughs> no, there wasn't. I any. think he just wanted to like a lot just of declarations. Yes. Your buddy and your Jeff friend needs is to weird. break it off with his mom yes. though. And you know, like it's okay to be cordial and be nice, and you know, have your mom over, go to brunch, whatever. But like, just not be too. Buddy, buddy. You can, I mean, there are varying degrees of being close with your mom. Like, yeah. I know people that are closer with their, with their mom. Like they, they speak more frequently. Right. Like, and that's, that's okay. But like hanging out is kind of, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, okay. Kate, what else you got going on here in the world of pop culture? Um, sad to say that prodigy of rap duo mob deep. Oh, yes. Choked to death on an egg. Well, is that? Oh, is that how he died? I before was- dying of unknown causes yeah. at just forty-two. Th- Mob Deep, one of the all-time best yes. hip-hop awesome. acts. Yeah. Hell on Earth, Murder Music, two of my favorite albums. Yes. So. So it's a, it's a sad day. Tragic, tragic. I, I saw. I saw. Like it was a small venue, a boxing event. I went to at South by Southwest, and and they were there, and like they were just like standing. Amongst like there were probably like a hundred people there. Yeah, it was yeah. so a cool. Cool private show. That's really cool. I man. guess he had been hospitalized due to complications from sickle cell anemia. Yeah. Um, he was pretty sick when he choked on the egg. Awful. That's horrible. That's just terrible. Terrible. That's a terrible. Like on a whole oh. egg? Do you think? Like trying know. to eat a whole? I would think a, a whole egg. boiled egg. No, I don't think they would serve you that in in the hospital. Well, I think people choke when, like, I mean, they choke on their own, uh, you know, spit, like, towards the end if they are, they're in really, really sick, yeah, yeah, they're too, they're too weak, uh, oftentimes, to eat and to swallow. S- swallow. And, yeah, it sounds like that's kind of what was going on. Uh, okay, Kate, what else? Um, apparently Bobby Flay. Well, Bob Flay. <laughs> okay, Bobby Flay is suing his interior designer. Yeah. For a couch, yeah. a custom-made couch that is, he didn't a, like, was a, uncomfortable. This is a guy who's got a lot of money. The couch yeah. cost almost $20,000. Yeah. That's, that's the badass, first problem. That's a badass couch. I've seen a picture of it. Like, you don't need to spend that much money no, on the no. Unless you have a very large room and you're doing a real, like, custom, mm. like, 20-seater situation. Unless Frank Sinatra... Fucked Ava Gardner on that fucking couch. It's not worth twenty grand. But apparently, the suit says the sofa was deficient and not suitable for use in the plaintiff's residence, as it was intolerably uncomfortable to sit on. Wow. Um, anyway, but having an interior designer and a twenty thousand dollars couch—is there another part to the story? Like, is there something what you, what we need to know about? Bobby Flay. This Bobby Flay is he gets a lot of pussy head. I don't know what are, you are insinuating here. I'm just I'm just saying you I you know, we were talking about guys with cats. Yes. Like, does Bobby Flay have like, cats? Does Bobby Flay have cats? He's he an occasional gentleman of the peers. This guy, diagonal sleeper, early, early botanist. Midnight botanist? This guy, this guy, he got Betty Draper, January Jones, 
is he was married to some chick from NYPD Stephanie Blue. Stephanie March. Who is very They had an epic battle over their prenup agreement after yeah, they split up. he had an up. ironclad prenup. Also, this is the guy. I remember when this guy used to do chilling and grilling with uh, Jack. There was the whole concept of the show on the Food Network was is that Bobby Flay, he made his meals on a gas grill. And the other guy, he made his on charcoal. And that they would like battle. And that's how this guy got to start. And now he's got fucking $20,000 couches. And he had an affair with January Jones, too. So he supposedly cheated yeah. on her a bunch of Anyways, times. suing his that's interior designer for forty grand. I, I would totally ruin my and family for a night with January Jones. She's pretty hot. Ed, it's, it, didn't he, weren't you eating at one of his restaurants and he came and visited your table at one time? And he, he lingered. lingered. That's the problem. Yeah. It's one thing to say, hey, how is it? And it's like a, you know, keep moving. Yeah. Stop and chat. Like, what did he want? Well, he, he just wanted like, how the food he, was. Hey, great. Yeah. You're, you're, are you new in town? I was like, no, nah, I work upstairs. Like, it was a it was a restaurant, like, attached to the building I worked. And, yeah. like, he's like, oh, really? What, what floor? I was like, hey, buddy. Like, right. back off. It's time to eat. Your fucking meal that was well, pre- prepared for me is getting cold. Do you th- Get was, out of here. Was he like, so, it. like, when you're, um like, around 1030, when you take a coffee break, what, uh, what restroom do you go into? And what's, uh. Specifically, what what stall? Like if I if I happen to be up there and I happen I happen to see those uh, Kenneth Cole loafers you have on there, was Kenneth Cole? Would I be able to just open the stall and just come right in with that? You know, I was I was captain of the ski team and uh, I I do a nice ski pole. Uh, As far as I know, Bobby Flay. Okay, it's just gay. you're throwing you're Play throwing around not gay. Yeah. you're throwing around <laughs> interior designer and twenty thousand dollar couches. Yes, it and begs the question. questions should be asked. Yeah, begs the question. Well, okay. we always ask the tough questions here. Okay, what else, Kate? Anything else? Uh, looks like the juice is coming up for parole oh, hearing on July twentieth, and he might be granted release. Oh, he apparently God. has been a model citizen. He's going to uh, get out. Model, what yeah. do you call it? Prisoner. Prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Prisoner. He's going to get the juice who likes to murder people is he's going get to out. get out yeah. and he's going to, you know, be playing golf in yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. He's been in a there man. a while. Like 10 years. Or and he eight has not years. been in there long enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. But what, um, what, what happens with his money? Like, how does, how does he play golf? Yeah, I, I remember the last he's time. He's got like, that badass NFL pension, Ed. And the NFL oh. but they, pension but is can't not they actionable. Take it no, and give it to no. old no. handlebar. So no. the pension would have been accumulating while he was behind he bars is, because he's not allowed to spend is, it in jail. That pension is fucking good. That's good so money. He's probably and I think has like some money saved up. Fifty grand a year. That's a lot of money. Yes, he's he's good with that pension. And then he does. He's got a lot of like under the table deals. You know, he gets money paid. To his family members and stuff, so he doesn't have to give it to the. Gold Does he guys. have that memorabilia that he stole? I don't. I don't know. It to, was his. To, to, he was that he could he was sell stealing if he needs his own to, stuff back. But he could sell that if he needs to. Very weird situation. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what group of friends he has at this point. Oh, because he, in friends. that documentary, they just got progressively worse. Yeah, it was a it was a low and like when you're hanging were, out were with memorabilia dealers. Yes, you're, you're at the bottom row. It's the lowest. Of the low. Uh, okay, Kate, what else? Um, Just a Hollywood hookup. Looks like John Hamm and uh, comedian actress Jenny Slate might be a new couple. Oh, that's an interesting couple. They've been seen about town. 
just 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 were seen yeah, seen she, leaving oh, leaving funny. a movie theater together she, the other day. Her characters are amazing. They've been seen at other events together. They just did a, they did a movie together as well, so they may have hooked up on the movie. Interesting. We don't know. We just like to He's, spread gossip here. John Hamm is known to be a fan of comedy and comedians, so yes. it wouldn't surprise me that he would want to date someone who was very funny. Right. And Jenny Slate Before, weirdly was dating Chris Evans before this. Yeah. Let's hope they stay together, Wyatt. Because you would not want to be after the next guy yeah. to follow John Hamm. Yeah. You certainly would not. He's got a big, big hog. Woof. Scott. We almost went a whole segment without he's, talking he's about donks. Almost. But come on, when I hear <laughs> ham, I, I think of the ham downstairs. <laughs> he is pieced up. He is put together. It's probably because sometimes, and Kate, you might be able to testify to this. Sometimes they're big, but they're unattractive. I've bet his is girthy and beautiful. It is shiny, like it's right, just the right tone, good complexion. I bet he has got a beautiful dog. What are your thoughts, Kate? It's a bit, this podcast is a bit like You're too far a, away like, from the microphone. A bit like pen, like a penthouse forum. Yeah, penthouse forum. <laughs> like sex stories. I mean, we just uh, appreciate beauty in life. Yeah, and I, he's a beautiful man. I have met man. John Ham IRL, yeah. and he's super cool. Yes, super down to earth. Yes, we were what? It was many years ago when the UK. You was, know what else is down to earth? He's done. He's so big. The UK was in the. the um, I guess we were watching a World Cup game, and it was a big. It was a big game. It was an exciting game, yeah, and he, he was, was at it. the He's place that I was fan. watching it at. Yep. And um, we had a chat with him at the bar. Yep. And he was very cool. I actually not to have you be the only name dropper here, Ooh. but I actually was friends of friends with John Hamm many years ago, and I met him at a few different parties and he was very nice yeah very personable very sweet guy yeah very cool guy i feel like i have to one up you all you so, met him you fucked uh, him one, you sucked one his dick. time one time at two in the morning i high five beetlejuice on the street in Hoboken. that's wow that's cut did you immediately go wash your hand because i don't well, I that, like that beetlejuice was the, that was the know. thing i yeah. i realized that this guy shits himself regularly so i had to what is go wrong deep with in the hand sanitizer and he's got birth defect. Were you like, were you like, what's up, beat? And was he like, who, me? Yeah, it was kind of like that. I was with a buddy, and I remember being like, Beetle! Like, I screamed like it was one of those reactions that I just couldn't help myself. I was so excited. Speaking of that, Ed, speaking yeah. of your brushes with greatness, sad day for you, Brooke Lopez of <laughs> yeah. Brooke and Robin Lopez, the two seven-feet of- guys with twins with girls' names, of walking poodle fame. Yes, he was traded to the Lakers today. That's a good trade for the Lakers. Breaking news, good trade for the Lakers. They were able to dump that Mozgov contract. And but you're now you're not going to be able to go down by the river on your runs and run into big old Brooke Lopez walking his tiny little fluffy dog, Ed. Yeah. That was the weirdest sight ever. You just oh, don't yeah. see seven footers no. in person. No, when you see somebody that tall, it's shocking. You're like, oh my God, is that a monster? Wait, wait, it like takes a minute for your brain to register what's going on. It's one thing to see, like you, it happens where you see a six, six, but yeah, seven, tall. seven feet, it's, 
You just don't see it. No, that's it's next level for sure. All right, Kate, is that it? That's it. Did Brooke Lopez have any of his um, extensive Disney collection on hand with him? Because he's known <laughs> to have, be very into the world of Disney, and he has all sorts of different Disney items. Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't notice it. I was. Did he have his mouse ears on like that? Like that? <laughs> Like, like a matador? matador, yeah, Kate. We you weren't here, but we talked about that matador that got gored oh, to yeah. death by a bull. Good, because he tripped on his cape. He just a little too much cape. Like he's out there flitting around with his cape. Like, hey, look at my cape! And then, whoa! Oh fuck! My cape! Oh, my slippers! I mean, honestly. In France. I didn't even know they had bullfighting in France. What a sad, pathetic, ridiculous way to die. How do you feel about that? Nobody feels bad for the matador, I notice. I haven't come across the person yet. Uh, Okay, that's it. Excellent job all the way around for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 174 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Stay cool. Thank you.